You're listening to the Dirty Laundry with Danny podcast. Thank you for joining me on episode five of Dirty Laundry with Danny. Today, I don't have any guests. I had posted on social media that things are getting a little bit stale, I feel like, and I'm having trouble honestly finding some guests. Um, So if you want to be on my podcast, feel free to DM me on any of the socials. You can also email me at dirtylaundrywithdanny at gmail.com. I'd love to have you as a guest and talk to you hear your story or hear about your advocacy or support for women in dating, whether you're a life coach, a dating coach, or a domestic violence advocate, or somebody that just helps women in their journey through life. I would love to talk to you. Or if you have a story that you want to share, I'm sure people would love to hear it. So today I'm going to be talking about the worst guy I've ever dated. And I say that as a whole, <laughs> I've, I've dated a lot of guys that are the worst, but this guy pretty much takes the cake in his behavior towards me and he doesn't have any social media. I don't have any connection to him anymore. So I'm not going to really sugarcoat much in this podcast. I'm just going to kind of tell it how it is, but I'm just going to kind of dive right in. So a long time ago, (laughs) I dated this guy and his name was Lance. And he was, I think, just kind of overall a terrible person. He was a loser, I guess, in my opinion. And at the time, as I've stated before, I didn't love myself. I didn't have a lot of self-esteem. And I kind of just accepted a situation as it unfolded and found myself dating this guy who didn't respect me. He didn't trust me. I wasn't really attracted to him. He would belittle me and kind of degrade me and talk down to me. And he really thought he was above me, which is ironic. But in the grand scheme of things, like I stated before, Almost everyone that I've dated is not in a better place than they were when we dated. So all of these men who thought they were better than me at the time that we dated or felt like they were too good for me and that they could do better, none of them are in better spots in life than they were at the time that we were involved with each other, which is funny to me because when a man thinks he's better than you, to me that just kind of screams insecurity. Because a secure man will never belittle or shame or make a woman feel like she's less than. And unfortunately, my dating history is littered with the men who thought they were way too good for me. And they weren't. It was all a delusion in their head. So going back, I honestly don't remember how I got introduced to Lance. I remember my friend had been talking to this guy who was a bartender at a local bar and he was like insistent that I meet his friend. And so we ended up going to a pool hall and it was kind of like a blind date situation. We ended up going to this pool hall 
And I really am not kind of one to be set up, but I kind of ended up going anyways. And on the first night that we met, he got belligerently drunk. He drank like two or three pitchers of beer obnoxiously. He had stolen one from his friend off the table. And I not that I thought that was cute or anything. I definitely was not pleased by this behavior. And then he ended up not being able to drive. So I drove his truck back to his house. And it was the first, again, the first time that I'd ever met him. Drove his truck back to his house. And he was so incoherently drunk that I had to like guide him into his bedroom with his help. And he lived with his family. Honestly, in retrospect, I should have left him on the front porch and run away. So I guide him into his bedroom and he's so unstable on his feet that he ends up falling on top of me. And this guy was like football player size. He was a big guy. He was broad in the shoulders and pretty tall, I would say, like maybe 6'2", 6'3". And... He wasn't like some tiny, he looked like a linebacker. He was a, this white guy who looked like a linebacker. And he ended up falling on top of me. And I remember just being kind of in tears without crying, I guess. Like I was silently crying. And I think my phone was dead, if I recall. And I had tried to charge my phone or at least leave what little battery I had in case I needed to call somebody. And I didn't know where I was. So I ended up calling his friend that I had met him through and basically explaining the situation, telling him I didn't know where I was. I didn't know. I didn't have my car with me. And like, if he could help me, his friend was no help. Total douche. And... Then I called my best friend at the time who didn't answer her phone. And so I ended up having to call a guy that I had been seeing previously. I'd obviously didn't explain the entire situation, but I had told him that I was stuck somewhere and in a really bad situation and needed a ride home. And he did come for me. He did come to pick me up. He didn't ask questions or anything. And that's a whole nother story about that guy. But in that moment, I was pretty grateful that he had come to my rescue. And I just felt like mortified, ashamed. I didn't like how I'd been treated. I didn't understand how a man could treat a woman that way. But I didn't walk away. I didn't. That wasn't like a deal breaker for me. This time in my life, it was a really dark time. I was going out a lot, partying. I wanted to hide from my problems because I was dealing with some, I would say, serious mental health as far as like depression. And I was kind of going down this black hole of not really being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I had friends that were like in successful relationships and I never understood like why can't that be me I had friends that were graduating college like why you know why did I screw up so bad from an educational standpoint 
I was like the family disappointment. And so I just was in a really dark place. And even though the red flag was like blaring and there was like alarms going off, it didn't steer me away because even though I could recognize who this person was just from my first encounter with him, he was also somebody that was showing interest in me and, you know, showing that he wanted to get to know me. And I just felt really alone. I didn't feel like my friends understood what I was going through. I didn't feel most definitely that my family understood what I was going through. And I wanted just to feel that comfort of not necessarily a safety net, but partnership. You want to feel like somebody's there for you and you want that feeling of a companion. And now knowing that I would never put myself in that situation or allow a man to treat me so badly, I feel sad for me at that age. And so we ended up partying that night and he ended up calling and apologizing to me. And that after that, it was all downhill as far as like toxicity. And there are even things that my friends don't know that I've never told them. But he was just a really, like I said, kind of just disgusting person. Um, he had a cousin who I guess in the looks department was probably equal to him, just different. And his cousin did not like me. He was very close to his cousin. He was very close to his cousin and his cousin didn't like me from the beginning. His cousin had told him that he thought that I wasn't good enough for him and that he thought I was ugly and that Lance could do better than me. And I remember after going on a couple dates with this guy, we got into an argument because we were at his friend's house and he wasn't basic. He really just wasn't hanging out with me. He would go in the backyard where his friends had all these girls. And I'm like, I'm just a shy person. I'm not very social as far as like being outroverted um, or an extrovert. And so when he went in the backyard with his friends, I didn't think much of it because obviously you don't initially assume that the person you're dating is going to be openly flirtatious with other women, especially in front of you. But that's what he was doing. He went into the backyard so that he could basically try to look like this attractive, you know, big guy to these women. And I was, I just started to notice it like it was disrespectful, but again, I didn't run from it. And we got into an argument and I don't remember like what was said exactly or how it even started, but I remember saying something of the lines, well, I'll just go after like one of your friends. And he's like, my friends wouldn't want you. And I remember like cutting deep because even though I was trying to hurt him, he ended up turning around and hurting me more. And it's just like he knew exactly where to hit me, where it hurt, where it was going to 
completely dig into my insecurities. And I still didn't walk away. And so, like I had said, I look back at this and my heart hurts for me at that time for not being able to recognize. And let me rephrase that. I did recognize the disrespect and I knew it was toxic and I knew that it was something I shouldn't be involved in or he wasn't somebody I should be involved with. And I still didn't end it. I just, it really, and I can't explain it unless you've had these feelings of self-hatred where you just kind of want to hurt yourself, I guess. And you don't physically want to hurt yourself. Like you're not trying to off yourself, but it's almost like you feel like you deserve to be treated badly because you have no self-esteem, no self-love. You don't think you're worth anything. And he felt like, because there were times he was nice. And I can't say that I was like, there were times where we had like good times and I was really attracted to him. That wasn't the case. Like I was never really attracted to him. I think I was just more attracted to the idea that this could be something long-term and I was tired of being the only one of my friends who didn't have long-term relationships. And so we ended up becoming more serious and we ended up continuing to argue and fight. And I remember things had gotten physical at one point. And what kind of made me so upset about him is that he didn't react So when I would say something or I would express something to him, he had no reaction. So then I would get upset and we would argue and he'd still have no reaction. But he would know how to dig again or throw digs at me exactly where they hurt. And so I don't know. It was, I guess, kind of similar to being addicted to a drug or alcohol of like, you know, it's hurting you and you know you should stop, but you don't and you keep doing it. And not that it made me feel good, but like it was more of, I really liked this idea that I wasn't alone anymore. And so I ended up, he ended up kind of being introduced to my friends and some of my family. And again, I don't know why I did that. Again, I think it was, again, all over this idea that I loved more than actually liking the person that I was involved with. And he would do, like, awful, disgusting things. I mean, not only did he say terrible things to me, I would, you know, spend the night at his house sometimes. And he would, now I recognize as, like, a sexual assault, but he would try to assault me while I was sleeping. He would wake up at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning and start watching porn on his computer. It was just weird behavior that I had never experienced before. And ultimately, he just was completely disrespectful. The way he treated me in front of my friends, the way he spoke to me, and I just started to get more and more worn out by this. And to where even my mild attraction was turning to hatred. 
and loathing him, like loathing seeing him, loathing interacting with him. And the funny part is, is, you know, moms always think their sons are like these great guys. And his mom thought he was this great guy. But also you could tell that she was kind of tired of his shit. So we ended up moving in with his dad. And this is a grown man. This is a man who's in his 30s. And he had no life plan. He wasn't working. He said that he had like had gotten a job and, you know, I believed him. And then I found out that he was doing drugs. And I'm not a drug user. I've never been a drug user. It's not something that I get involved with. I've seen drugs destroy too many lives. And he kind of told me in a weird weird way. We were sitting in his room and he went into his closet and he pulled out this little case And it looked like one of those cases that diabetics store their insulin pens in or their blood sugar meters. And he opened it and it was full of needles. And I said, what what are you showing me? And he's like, he said something stupid, like, I inject or like, this is what I use to, to get high. And I'm thinking, so you're telling me that like, you're doing IV drugs? Like, and what what kind of response are you expecting? So I remember leaving. I told him, like, I'm not down for that. Like, get your shit together. And we, he didn't respect any of my boundaries. He didn't, again, didn't respect me as a person. I remember going out with my best friend and one of her friends and we got, had gone to a club. And then after the club, we went over to his friend's house, kind of for like an after party thing, because his friends were always partying. And we're sitting outside in the backyard on like this picnic table bench. And he starts to like rub my back and like rub on my shoulders. And it's very uncomfortable. It just felt like I'm just, I'm not a PDA person, but it was way beyond that. It was just kind of invasive. And you're doing this in front of my friends. I keep telling you to stop. You don't stop. It was very sexually toned and it made me feel disgusting. And I've been sexually assaulted and it was not as bad as that. But it was definitely in that direction of feeling an emotion of just violation. And I remember my friend bringing it up later in a conversation with her mom. And I couldn't defend it. I couldn't stand up for him. And I was not going to. And I was just embarrassed. Like, I was embarrassed. More so for me that this is the kind of person, and it just kind of drove my self-esteem lower, if that was possible, because it was like, well, this is all I can get, you know? This This is all that I'm worth. This is all that who wants me. And I never even figured or gave myself the benefit of the doubt that I deserved better, that I could find somebody better, that it was worth more. 
And so it just continued. And the final straw for me was we were at his, this friend's, this guy who always had parties. I, it was just me and him who had gone, like none of my friends had gone. I, we had gotten there, we were sitting on the couch and I was kind of over him at this point. In fact, I was already talking to somebody else and that was a whole nother toxic relationship, but he left me inside by myself to go out to be with his friends and the girls that were there. And his friend came inside with him. Basically what had happened is his friend told him, go inside with your girlfriend because you're out here with all these girls and that's fucked up. Like you should be in there with your girlfriend, not out here with these girls. So I don't know what took place outside that was kind of the moment where his friend was like, dude, you're kind of fucked up because that was his buddy and his friends weren't much better than him, if at all. So the fact that his friend could recognize that what he was doing was disrespectful always made me wonder like what he was doing outside because I couldn't see I wasn't out there with them. And then we ended up leaving. I ended up going home. And then that was it. And then a couple times after that, we had kind of crossed paths. But in the time since that, we've never spoken or crossed paths. I've changed my phone number. I've never had a desire to initiate anything with him. I don't care how he's doing. I don't care to check in on him. I just don't give a fuck. And I just look back and think, God, I just wish I would have loved myself more. Because all of the years wasted, all of the time wasted on men like this, because of what I was feeling internally, it makes me sad. It makes me sad that it was basically people treating me badly because of how I felt inside. So because I was already hurting, I allowed people to hurt me more. And I feel for women who are in these situations where, whether it's a domestic violence situation or a bad relationship, a controlling man, if a man isn't good to you, there's no excuse for it. And women will make excuses for it. You know, he's controlling. Oh, you know, he just doesn't want, he just wants to make sure that I only am his. Yeah, but he's insecure. He thinks you're going to leave him. That's an insecurity. He doesn't, he doesn't love himself enough. And you don't love yourself enough to recognize that like controlling behavior is abusive. You know, when he belittles you or berates you or makes you feel like you're less than, that's that's an him issue. But it's also a you issue because you're allowing it and you're allowing it to take place. And all it does is tear you down and make you feel worse. And it makes it harder to come out of this hole that you've dug for yourself where you just feel like you're not worthy and you're not good enough and you'll never be good enough. So I might as well just accept what I have because who knows 
what I'm going to get. And I'd rather do that than being alone. I have changed my tune. And now I look at things completely different. I would rather be alone and single than to settle for a man who's going to be disrespectful, treat me disrespectfully, and be insecure and toxic himself. And because I've set boundaries and I don't allow what I used to, I do find myself alone. But on the other hand, I also see that the caliber of men that exist in the world now, it's very few and far between that you find a man who's respectful and has values and treats women respectfully and isn't so deeply insecure that their goal is to tear you down until you feel too weak to fight back or stand up or leave. And I won't put myself in that situation again. I will never put myself in a situation where I am actively trying to pursue or pursuing a relationship with somebody who is toxic. I've seen it. I've seen it too many times in in experiences that I've had, my friends have had, family members, my parents, grandparents. Like I just, I can recognize it pretty quickly and I have made the decision that I'll never go down that path again. And the minute that a man attempts to make me feel less than or is trying to put me into a corner where I feel so small that they gain control over me, it just won't happen anymore. Has it many, many times in the past? Going forward, no. And I think that's healthy. I think setting those boundaries is healthy. I think establishing what you want for yourself is healthy and enforcing it is part of that. I see too many women who are in toxic relationships and they equate it to love and I feel sad for them. I don't know too many people in really healthy relationships. I know a couple and I'm very happy for them that they have found that dynamic and can grow old with their partners who value them and respect them. But that mindset of having that type of relationship comes from within. I feel sad when I see people that I love who are being hurt by their partners. And it makes me kind of angry for them because I think, what the hell is wrong with you? Pull your head out of your ass. But at the same time, even though I've never been in like a domestic violent relationship, I've been in abusive relationships. So I know the mind games that are played and I know that what I've, what I've allowed and had I allowed it to go further, I could have been in the same place that I've seen other people be in. And so I try to not judge so harshly anymore. But what I really want women to understand is that you have a choice. You always have a choice and it doesn't matter if you're missing an eye you weren't blessed with amazing looks, you can still always find somebody who will value you 
and love you for you and embrace what you have to offer the world and to not settle for somebody who treats you like you don't deserve what you do, whether that's a family or a respectful relationship or mutually you know, beneficial partnership, whatever you want to get out of a relationship. But at the same time, if you do find yourself in something that's toxic, you know, do some self-reflection. What in you needs healing or you'll continue to allow what's happening? And I've seen it. I've seen it in me. I've seen it in friends. And you're the only person that can make that change. Nobody can do it for you. And I've learned the hard way that you can't tell your friends like, hey, your your husband or your boyfriend is treats you terribly. He's fucked up because they're not going to leave. They're not going to leave until they decide to leave. And they're going to end up turning on you because you have threatened their relationship and you have pointed out the toxicity and the abuse and they will stand by their man. I mean, there's a whole song written about it. So I think the best thing is to heal yourself as a woman and to focus on your self-investment, self-love, your growth. And then eventually you'll find that a relationship will fall into your lap. And it's one that you deserve. And to stop wasting time on these men who don't text you back or don't make plans with you or say they want you but like never reach out or want to control you but like don't want to be in a relationship with you or you find out they have eight or nine other girlfriends, like that's not respect. Those There's something wrong with those men. Their behavior is not a reflection of you, but you allowing it and accepting it for what it is, is a reflection of you because it comes from deep inside. Whatever wounds you have that's enabling that behavior need to be explored and eventually healed. And however you do that is up to you. I mean, if you do therapy or if you do spiritual things, meditation, you know, for me, it's been a combination of a lot of things. Um, I kind of got tired of it and I got tired of feeling like I was less than and I've seen in my family anyways, beautiful, beautiful women who have accepted subpar, disgusting men to treat them badly and they'd never deserved it and they're well into their old age and I feel sad that they wasted their life on these men who are now dead when they could have, they deserved so much better. And it doesn't matter if you have kids. I mean, I look back at my parents' relationship and I talked about this in a couple podcasts ago. My parents loved each other. This isn't about love. It's not about, like, I know love is a really, can sometimes be a crutch because it's hard to look past things when you love somebody. But 
had my parents healed themselves, they would have both seen internally that they probably weren't a good fit and would have gone their own ways and saved a lot of grief and just a tornado of things to happen. And sometimes you have to think logically and not with your heart. And I know it's really hard, especially when you love somebody, but just kind of think of it this way. If somebody loves you, they wouldn't treat you that way. That the abuse and toxicity and disrespect, that's not love. That's not love at all. Controlling and abusive, narcissistic behavior, that is not love. There's something wrong with them that needs to also be healed. And who's to say that, okay, eventually you guys heal on your own and you don't come back together as new people. I mean, that could happen too. But I know just from my experience, I wish I would have had that realization a lot sooner because it would have saved me a lot of grief and a lot of relationships or situationships or situations that I've been in and and not just romantically, but in friendship and family, like I just would have had a different outlook on the world and I would have handled things a lot different and I would have walked away from a lot of things that didn't serve me well. And so I just encourage you, if you're going through something like what I've expressed or something similar or anything that we've talked about in the last couple episodes, kind of explore you as a person. And sometimes you have to go really deep. You have to peel back a lot of layers. And if you're somebody who compartmentalizes, then it may be really hard for you. I'm not a person that compartmentalizes. I keep it all floating on the top. So it's easier for me to peel back the layers. Although for me, it is more painful because I feel everything at once versus other people. They put it in a pretty little box and put it away in the closet in their brain and they may not they may forget it's there and they never think about it again. And so everybody kind of thinks differently and acts differently and forms their emotions differently. You have to do what works best for you. For me, it was kind of a combination of therapy, spiritualism, a lot of just self-reflection. I had outlets in like writing, a lot of long drives by myself. So you know, do what heals you and what makes you feel better. But my advice would never be to stay or continue going through something that's toxic or allow somebody to treat you so disrespectfully. If you want to talk to somebody, I'm always here. You can always email me or DM me. I know a lot of the women in the groups that I've mentioned are really supportive they're kind of girls, girls. They really want to support you on your journey to a new self. If that's your thing and you feel comfortable doing that, you can do that as well. Um, there's therapists and things like that. And like with therapy, you have to find a therapist who works for you. You may have to go through a couple of them until you find somebody that fits your needs. Sometimes it's not like a one and done thing. So 
it's really just kind of about healing you in what way what ways work for you and even sometimes you have to go down to like your inner child what some people think is stupid like i'm not going to dwell on the past it's not really dwelling you're just healing what you didn't heal at the time it happened and i think that's okay because once you move past it it is something in the past you've moved on you've moved forward you're no longer allowing it to impact you as a person or your personality traits or your psyche or how you love or interact with people or have relationships. And I think that's really important. And I'm a huge believer in you do have to heal from the inside out. So peeling back those layers sometimes is really necessary. And don't ever let anybody tell you that how you choose to heal in a healthy way is the wrong way. So that's my podcast for today. And maybe I'll have some more stories in upcoming episodes. If you want to be a guest on my podcast, again, you can email me at dirtylaundrywithdanny at gmail.com. You can also DM me on any of the socials. I'm on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And hopefully you reach out. I'd love to have more guests. But until next week, have a great day. Thank you.